Welcome to Playing With Perspective, the suspended animation podcast, where we hear real stories from real people and we tackle all sorts of fun topics in the areas of business, marketing, entrepreneurship, mindset, the arts, and well, life itself. It's amazing what you'll pick up. Thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone. Playing with Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. It's episode 172. I'm Darren Saul, your host, and I'm here with the fantastic Andrew Verity. How are you, Andrew? Great. Thanks, Darren. How are you? Very, very well. And we've got a great show. Andrew is a wealth of experience and knowledge in the neurological networking, neuroplasticity, and all those related health sciences. So we're going to be chatting all about that stuff. We'll do a deep dive today. But for everybody who doesn't know who Andrew is, Andrew has studied naturopathy, homeopathy, iridology, somasomatic analysis, NLP, Chinese medicine, and craniopathy. He started his own business in 1984 and became a government-recognized registered training organization in 2008 when he started the College of Neurotraining, delivering a diploma in neurotraining and integration of health modality principles based on human functional systems. Then together with Robert Scher, he founded the Neurological Networks Company for delivery of highly efficient health solutions online. Andrew has been president of the International Association of Specialized Kinesiologists for six years, as well as many other kinesiology-related associations. He has developed colleges around Europe, South Africa, and of course, in Australia. He has been practicing and researching kinesiology all over the world for close to 50 years. Well, welcome, Andrew. My God, that's a hell of a resume you got there. Oh, wow. When you said 50 years, it's like, oh, okay, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's because- incredible. And all those different modalities that you've studied. Naturopathy, homeopathy, iridology, somasomatic analysis, NLP, Chinese medicine, craniopathy. My Lord. When- yeah, well, the, the, the interesting thing is that very early on, I recognized that there were principles in all of those things, mm-hmm. but not all those principles were well connected to each other. Right. <clears throat> so there are principles in acupuncture and Chinese medicine, for example which are are great principles. And if you understand how those principles interact with other modalities like homeopathy, for example, or, you know, craniopathy or kinesiology, or, you know, like if if you can find the principles and get the principles to get into sync, then you've got a great understanding of what's going on inside a person. And would I be right in assuming that a lot of these modalities have a common thread the common the common thread they have is that their principles are universal by nature Mm. that means that regardless of what we think about the principles they continue to work the same anyway right the problem has been people come across these modalities and they try to interpret the principles to suit what they want them to be. Uh-huh. Quite often a commercial bent or maybe a political or social bent. Um, 
but nobody's really had a look at how they fit together from a objective point of view. And so when I first started um, playing around with uh, muscle checking, you know, kinesiology, it gave me a tool to be able to verify how these principles, you know, stuck together or didn't. So I just eliminated anything that didn't and it concentrated it all down into like an essence of how people function. And that zero training. Yeah. And obviously... You know, it sounds like you have to be true to the authentic nature of the modality, as you said. You can't mold it to what you want. You have to honor what it actually does itself innately. Absolutely. And um, as, as you mentioned before, and I was president of a lot of associations related to kinesiology um, and attached to lots of what you call types of kinesiology. Mm-hmm. And without fail, every one of them missed the overview of what was possible with kinesiology. And they took a little slice of something and tried to make it a unique feature relative to them. As a consequence, they would develop their own kinesiology. Right. So at one point, I think um, we counted up 157 different types of kinesiology. Oh, my God, really? Yeah, it's like, really? What no. are you doing? I would have <laughs> never imagined that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Neither had I up to that point. My but being in, um, in a position that I was in, I had access to that sort of data and, and information, and it shocked me, quite frankly. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah. So I... I really thought again about my position relative to that industry as an industry because it's it could be so much greater than it is, and it's it was quite disappointing to discover that. But at the same time, it was very freeing because I decided, well, I'm going to do it my way. Yep. And that's what uh, developed the basis of neuro training. Love it. And so, how did you get into this in the first place? Well, actually, it was um, when when I was young, I was into sports, yeah. anything sport, and I was into it. I um, started playing judo when I was seven wow. because I was being bullied at school. Uh-huh. And my dad said, okay, well, come on, we'll go and learn judo. <laughs> Great. What's that? You know, at seven years old, I didn't know what anything was. <laughs> so I um, started playing judo at seven. Um, and... In the, the early years, it was tough because I was little, you know, I was getting, you know, pushed around. I thought, what's the difference between this and bullying? I was like, you know. <laughs> so um, as I got better at it, my father said, well, um, tell you what, let's start going to the gym and building up some muscle. Uh-huh. And I loved it. So from 10 years old, I was into gym work. We went two, sometimes three times a week, my wow. father and I. Um, and like really put some effort into this judo thing. But the thing that really nailed it, and to this day, I still get goosebumps from this. He discovered the first manual on um, applied kinesiology. Right, wow. Yeah, it's from the International um, uh, Institute of Applied Kinesiology. It was their first printed manual, and it was pretty 
amazing, right? But I had no idea of that. He came back from overseas and he said, let me, let me just check some strength of the muscles of your arms. I'm going, yeah, you try it. You know, <laughs> I'm in the gym at three hours at a time, trying for the Australian Judo Championships. Yeah, try your best. <laughs> My arm and it just went down. And I thought, wow. Oh, no. Everything's wasted. What the point of doing all of this stuff if we can just push my arm down? Yep. But the thing that really just blew my head up open is he rubbed a reflex on my body and then checked the same arm and it was as strong as steel. Yep. I've seen that I've seen that being done and I still can't understand the whole science behind it, but it's fascinating. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Well, now I understand the science, but it still amazes me. You know? I thought, I have to know this stuff. And I've been learning it and researching it and developing it ever since. Wow. Yeah. So then, and what did what made you decide to start neurological networks in particular? Well, well in this process of understanding principles and, and how they relate to each other, it's, it's an unfolding process. Mm-hmm. It's something that you discover this and then that explains that and then you discover from that that this is such and so that explains that and so you've got this ongoing developmental process. It's a journey. Uh, Absolutely. So the kinesiology gave me the tool but then as I learned how to apply the tool in different ways, I found out more. Right. It progressed through um, a, a state of what we call educating alternatives, then went into developing um, neurotraining. And then from that, we developed into neurological networks. Right. And each step had its own peculiar momentum that, that meant that there was a demand for it. And all the way through, I found this consistently that society you know, is driving itself in certain ways and sets up certain demands, but we may not be aware of them until it's too late. Mm-hmm. And so when something new has come up or is like developed, you look back and then you go, okay, so what was the need for this to exist? Yep. And then bang, you understand what's going on. Yep. And so the same thing happened with neurological networks because the challenge in society has changed. And in our psyche, we were already constructing the answer to those problems before we even knew what the problems were. Wow. And so Networks has given us some insights into how we function that we didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So then we decided, okay, we need to get this out to as many people as we can. And so started to develop you know, uh, workshops for, that people could actually do themselves without having to go through like 50 years of training to yeah, get there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so tell us a bit more about what neurological networks is and how it can help the average person. Okay. So <clears throat> neurological networks is actually a referential database. Mm-hmm. It's how we put all the possibilities together and gives us like, oh, we have millions of bits of data in this thing that gives us the, the, the possibilities of this connects to that, connects to this, connects to that, da, da, da. and when you apply that to an individual, firstly, you find out how, how unique every individual is, yep. 
but you realize also that we're all using the same basic stuff. Now, our genetics have built all this stuff into us, but no one's really appreciated the, uh, the, the, the incredible integrity in the genetic system. Right. And so the neurological networks database, it's, it's in its pure form, which I've got to give credit to um, Rob Sher for because he, he just put so much energy and his existing knowledge into it. And we both discovered some amazing things on how this thing worked. It, like, it took on a life of its own, wow. which is fascinating. And so I was really excited because it gave me a new source of informational reference material that I could work with that nobody else has. No, nobody has this else in the world, you know. Um, and it'll be an ongoing process of development and so on. But even as it is at the moment, it's given us so much more depth of insight into how we can help individuals to function according to how their genetic system wants them to function. Right. And it helped all of us. How do we know whether it's something that we can benefit from? Well, if you have a nervous system, you can benefit from it. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you think a lot of neurological, right, of the nervous system, mm -hmm. right, that's how we get to put into play any and everything that we want to do, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, biochemical, spiritual, whatever it is that you want to, yeah. you know, put into action. It's the nervous system that has to do that. True. Right. Um, the neurological networks right, refers to the referential connection the relative connections of all the different parts of us and how there is an optimum connection, then a suboptimum and then a compensation and then a suppression and then forget it. The rest you don't even get to use, right? right. So there's, um, there, there became this understanding that, that we can actually use this as a primary reference to find out what is relevant to a person, help them with that, and then they do the rest because right. you've given the nervous system what it needs to do its job and it goes off and does it. Yep. Don't even have to ask, please. <laughs> really, it's, it's almost like cheating. Right. Absolutely. It's almost like once you understand the blueprint of how you're wired, you can press the right buttons in a way and achieve the right outcome. Yep. That's but it. you have to you understand how you're wired. Yeah, that's right. So what we've done is, is, really um, extract a lot of uh, what we've learned pre-neurological networks and post-neurological networks to create a, a set of references or protocols that people can do on themselves for training that nervous system to make the connections it needs. Right, perfect. And interestingly, there, um, there aren't a lot of components to this that you have to learn right well okay so, you put them all together put them into training programs and then people just go and do it you can go to the site and you can choose what you think will benefit you this was all based on the integration of systems and it's critical to understand <clears throat> that we make any symptom that we have we make through a conflict of systems right when we can identify how to put those systems back into a nice working order, 
the person themselves gets rid of their own symptoms. Sure. Right? So in the in the basically in the process of creating the workshops, what we're doing is we're focusing on influencing those systems, right? Getting the systems to work together, then they do the rest. Yep. It's bringing things back into harmony, bringing things back into balance. Exactly. So then we don't have to worry about trying to find something to suppress this symptom and find something else to suppress another system, et cetera, et cetera. Once you understand the mechanism of how to create that harmony Mm -hmm. and do it in a way that initiates a new neurological response, the person does a rest. I can imagine that, you know, when we talk about um, the brain, you know, I've heard a lot about neuroplasticity and creating new neural pathways. Is the same true for the body? Oh, absolutely. In fact, it's it's doing things with the body that actually creates those new pathways. Right. <clears throat> there, there is a lot of um, comment about neuroplasticity and neurological pathways, and they're actually two different things. Uh-huh. Um, neuroplasticity is where we have a set of pathways that are designated to a certain function. Right. For some reason, that function fails. Mm-hmm. Right? So what our brain does... If, it, if it's, there's a physiological practice involved, what it does is it transfers that experience to a new set of nerves. Gotcha. Yeah. Now that's neuroplasticity. Right. And that's, isn't that creating, are, a neuro, that's creating another neural pathway. Is that right? Yeah, not really. It's right. like a transfer uh-huh. already there. Uh-huh. So you've got a neurological function like a set of responses mm-hmm. that can't work there because now the person's got a stroke or something right <clears throat> so it can't work in that part of the brain so the brain if you involve the nervous system as the mediator mm-hmm. can move that neurological pattern to another part of the brain wow right that's the neuroplasticity gotcha. the neurological networks are already there they're like it's billions of them they're there it's just right. about controlling Controlling the, the pathway in a way. It's it's about training. It's like think of it as a sport, yep. right? You don't do a sport twice and you become the top of that of that sport. That's right? right. You have to train and train and train and train. Now what's happening is that each time you do that, you're bringing in more existing components of that sport from other experiences. So you're Connecting different neurological networks together. Oh, neurological networks. Where did that word come from? Anyway, so <laughs> together, right? And so at some point, you will have enough information that if you practice that long enough, it becomes its own neurological network. Gotcha. Yeah. Right. It becomes so then your you go-to your your go-to network that you use. That's right. It's like I know how to play basketball. Why? Because I did 10 years of it when I was little. Yep. And I still know how to play basketball and I think would be still pretty good at it. Yep. But I haven't done it in, oh, at least <laughs> two weeks. Um, <clears throat> but the, the thing is that it's already there. It's built in. That's right. So we add components to the workshop practice that helps to create those neurological networks. 
and build them in. So your brain can spend a hundred lifetimes building these networks and never run out of juice. Um, so it's it's like a it's like a field of strawberries, right? You, you can take a strawberry from wherever you like, but if you keep taking it from a certain position in that field, the field has to regenerate the strawberries from that area. Uh-huh. That's exactly what happens in our nervous system. You know? So everything is built on challenge and recuperation. Yep, yep. So, wow, okay, amazing. And I suppose that's, that's what they talk about when they talk about muscle memory and things like that. It's all par- based on neurological networks, really, and pathways. Yep, exactly. Without those networks there, you wouldn't have any muscle memory. Yeah, okay, fantastic. You probably remember how to breastfeed, and that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, Andrew, you know, how is neurological networks different to any other health practice out there or other database of, you know, similar type of systems? Oh, well, firstly, um, I haven't come across a database that contains the number or types of references that we have. Um, probably more importantly is we have a, a few uh, tricks up our sleeves that we've discovered as a consequence of putting this all together right. because um, at some point you have to just trust the software. You put the data in and see how it connects up and it connected up in ways that we'd never thought of before. Wow. Thought, Look at that. Wow, that's really cool. So investigating those things, we've come up with a few little proprietary processes that reinforce, and I mentioned just before about challenge. So we have ways of being able to challenge the existing networks as well as being able to challenge how we train those networks. Nobody in my knowledge around the world is doing that. Wow. Probably not to the degree that we are. Amazing. Okay. Well, and well, just let me say one of the one of the the problems is that whether it's natural therapy or anything else, the concept of here's a problem, here's the fix for that problem, and it's a limitation because. People don't get to understand what's happening in the psyche-genetic code of the person, mm. which is really the, the ultimate reference for how we run everything. Yep. So we're trying to overlay what we think is a good thing for you, whether you like it or not, and whether we know that's true or not. And so we use the elimination of symptoms as justification for doing that. Right. And you, know, you might get rid of symptoms for, you know, a couple of weeks, but the person may die 20 years earlier. Mm. So to me, that doesn't make a lot of sense. So when we have um, an understanding of the, like, the, the mechanisms, the principles and how they influence each other, we're still going to come back to systems. We're still going to come back to the genetics. We're going to still have to come back to utilising how the brain knows to do the best it can for itself. Perfect, perfect. And so just out of interest, I want to give the audience a really good understanding of, 
you know, what they can achieve and how they can achieve it using the neurological network? Well, you know, we're relatively early in this game. We're just still, you know, in the, in the basic construction side. But basically what will happen is that um, there'll be lots of different workshop processes that people can take to take advantage of the discoveries that we've made without having to be practitioners. So a lot of the material content of these workshops are actually used with, you know, via practitioners um, and uh, are assumed to be used all high and mighty stuff. Well, that's only because it's been presented that way. And really, if you're shown how to do step-by-step, step, whatever it is that you need to do, and you do that, you'll get some amazing results. Now, I'll give you a really basic, simple example. Right. Um, uh, I put together a program for uh, developing power in muscles. Right. Not just making people strong, but, you know, like really powerful. And so a couple of the um, instructors that we have um, overseas um, decided to take themselves through this process. Now, one guy went through this, uh, in, he, he's in Norway. Uh -huh. In Norway, they have their little um, memory sticks and they stick them in the machine and that keeps track of all of their activities, right? <laughs> so they can put this into a little computer, <coughs> excuse me, how much weights they did over what period of time. Da, da, da. So when he got his result back for the first month of training in this way, the, the guy who ran the gym came up to him and says, uh, I need to talk to you. Um, the results in your computer, uh, it, it doesn't make sense. He said, oh, yeah, well, have a look. And they went through all the sheet material and it proved that his overall power strength had increased by 180% wow. in one month. Wow. And the owner said, it's not possible. <laughs> he said, it is possible because I teach this stuff to other people. I'm just running myself through this because I want to have that experience. Wow. So the, the guy said, well, you need to teach me this stuff. Right? <laughs> now in that gym, there are two uh, membership levels. Oh. There's the you know, people come in normally and then you pay three times the amount to go through the training that this guy has taught him. Wow. So, you know, it's, um, and it's, it's actually not hard once you understand how the muscles work what feeds them, what stops them, you know, like it's, it's actually not hard. So um, that's, that's just one example, right? So you've got people who want that, that's on like the, the health creation side, if you want to put it that way. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but then you've got um, deterioration processes like um, Parkinson's, for example, which we're, we're in the process of um, uh, creating uh, programs for practitioners around that. Right. Um, there's motor neuron disease. There's all sorts of stuff that specifically relate to the nervous system. And that's the biggest challenge because the nervous system itself is what like runs everything else. So I think in the future, there's going to be a lot more focus on those neurological um, processes. And, you know, because if, if we can 
nail those deteriorative processes, then we can pretty much nail anything. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, but with what we already know, and the nervous system is working, and there's like from migraines to allergies to mothers-in-law and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. And do people need to have any particular prerequisites to do these protocols or can anybody just jump in? Oh, yeah. They, they have to have a nervous system. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they have to be able to count. Yep. <laughs> right? and have to be able to either rub or tap themselves somewhere. So pretty, pretty simple for everybody. Oh well, you'd be pretty accessible. <laughs> but yeah, it's really simple. It, it's okay. we've we've done all the hard work. We've worked out ways around what could be complicated. Uh, there, there really isn't much that um, we can't achieve these days with what we now know. Wow. And if people go to the website, can they, is there a list of different, um, you know, is there a directory for people to really start to understand what they yeah. can benefit from? Maybe do yeah, a questionnaire. Uh, no, it's not like Maybe. analyzing symptoms. Okay. But if they go to the store, they'll see what courses are available. Uh -huh. And the of the courses, they'll, they'll see stuff that relates to them. Right, and I'll go, Oh, that sounds pretty good. And they can always send us an email asking about this or that or the other thing. Or quite often we get people asking, I've got such and such, which workshop would be really good for that? Because there will be. Perfect. Right? perfect. And are the um, workshops any, are they, you know, do they have a particular average in terms of time frame, or it depends on, on the workshop itself? Well, they vary. Um, <clears throat> so we have, we have ones on uh, on breathing, for example. Right? Now, that I think is about a nine-week course. Um, the immune system, I'm actually not sure how long that course is, um, but they're, they're constructed in a way that the immune system can help the breathing system and vice versa. And that doesn't just combine to make twice as strong that combines to multiply the effect. Synergistic. So if, if you have, like, there's basically four primary systems and the respiratory system is the big daddy of them all. You only have to prove that by holding your breath for 10 minutes. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so um, once we get these systems connected in a way that the nervous system will default back to that support, mm -hmm. then you don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the nature of the courses are constructed to reinforce the nature of the person, not to fix a problem, because the person is making the symptoms in the first place. Yep. They're making the problem. The That's question right. is, how do you help them to resolve why they would be making that problem? How do we bring things back into balance? Exactly. That's pretty much yep. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Yep. Hmm. Okay. Well, well, we think. <laughs> and how long has this been in development to put this all this together? Well, that's a good question. Neurotraining is probably the main research area 
that I draw from, which is my own research, et cetera, et cetera. Um, that's been in place since 2008. But stuff that I discovered before that uh, helped neurotraining to do what it has to do and then make that information accessible to people through the workshops has been a relatively recent two or three years. So we really haven't really got going yet per se because there is a lot of work in the background that has to be done, gone through, researched, applied, get validations and, you know, in, in this day and age, uh, attempting to get um, recognition from various, you know, bodies and stuff around the world is a really hard task. Definitely. Um, and so a lot of what we are doing is actually just going directly to people and saying, look, you do this, see how it goes for you. We know it's not going to do you any harm. If you think it is, you come and tell us straight away and we'll sort out what's going on. Perfect. So the, the idea of challenge recuperation is paramount because even though these uh, workshops are training the nervous system, they're also challenging it because that's how the nervous system learns. So <clears throat> one workshop can lead to the person to, to need either an extra module or another way of challenging the, the module to make it work differently that suits them. And we're in the process constantly of monitoring that and, and adding those new uh, modules to whatever processes need them. So it's 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 never finished. It's never complete. But then that's like our life. It's it's a journey, as you said. It's a matter of process of of discovering, applying, learning, applying it again, learning some more, applying again, learning some more. <clears throat> so ultimately, we get away from being sick to recognizing that we're on a journey to be our full, powerful potential in whatever way that that suits us. And once people get that idea, they go, oh, that's what this is about. Oh, great, we've got this stuff that can make me powerful. I want that. Love it, beautiful. Yeah, and now they can have it. Yep, absolutely, brilliant. Um, and so tell us a bit more about how we can access neurological networks. How can the audience find you? Oh, I think the, the easiest is just to send an email. Just look up neurologicalnetworks.com. Um, I'm not sure if it's admin or information at neurologicalnetworks.com, but if you go to the website, you know, you'll have you know, access to the different uh, emails. There's the, um, the information um, videos, the live trainings that we put up. Um, we do that on a couple of levels for people who are interested in what we do. Um, we have information about specific workshops. I've just done a few on the uh, immune system. Um, we also have specific trainings on that platform for people who have done the workshop. All right. And so go through in, in more specifically uh, with the live video trainings on top of that. Um, so there's, you know, there's plenty of like visual and, and educational support the, the main thing is that they, they can understand the process. Even if they don't understand how or why it works, 
you know, I had a discussion with um, with a, a German woman, and she was really aggravated about not knowing how it worked. Right. And I said, "Well, how does a television work?" She said, "You turn the switch on." <laughs> These workshops work exactly the same. They're you know flicking that switch, turning it on, but how? You don't have to know. You're already perfect. Um, so then she settled down again, you know. And then a couple of days later, I heard her saying to a, another student, oh, just, just, just use your switch. Just use your switch. Very <laughs> <laughs> good. So in other words, best way, go to the website, which is neurologicalnetworks.com. Yep. And there's also emails, an email address on there if you need to. And then they can also choose an array of different um, programs if they need to. Yeah, they can go and visit the shop and see what's available. Yeah. Uh, so keep in mind, because we're still in the formative um, stages of this, that there are um, programs that are on the way, but right. they'll be able to see that that's the process involved. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Right. Um, well, Andrew, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really appreciate you coming on the show and, you know, um, making us aware of such an incredible new breakthrough and an incredible new um, information and a database that can really help people. So mm -hmm. I wish you all the best of luck and for all the audience out there, I think, you know, definitely worth checking out neurologicalnetworks.com and seeing, you know, the a list of different programs out there that you might be able to benefit from. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have any questions, of course, reach out to Andrew or Robbie um, mm -hmm. and all the details will be on the website and i'll put their details in the show notes as well for the podcast um but andrew i always like to give my guest the last word so is there anything else that you'd like to leave us with today um i think the most important thing at the moment or the most relevant thing at the moment is people to realize that they can take back control of their health mm -hmm. they don't have to farm it out to anybody else uh, as much as they are fearful that they don't know the right thing to do uh, well your own genetic system knows more about anybody else mm -hmm. so this is a process where you can get back in touch with who you really are the way you really want to be and you don't have to be influenced by anybody else so it's a sense of uh, self-integrity in your own life experiences. And that's one of the things that I've seen time and time and time again, where people have had almost like miraculous breakthroughs wow. and think, well, you know, if I wasn't doing this stuff, I would never have discovered that about me. Yeah, amazing. So that's, that's worth it all. You know? Absolutely. Fantastic. I love it. Well, Andrew, thank you again for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And for everyone out there, I hope you've enjoyed that as much as I do. Check out neurologicalnetworks.com. But we all hope you have a fantastic day. And we'll see you very, very soon for another episode of Playing With Perspective, the Suspended Animation Podcast. Bye for now. Great. Thanks, Darren. Bye, Thank everyone. You,